Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Big week if... Like me, you live in the places that are having like local elections this week. I am now miraculously old enough to vote, and I haven't actually picked who I'm voting for yet. Because in Manchester, we've got we've got the mayoral election to vote in. So Andy Burnham's the mayor, but there's there's some hot competition. Like I've got this this booklet here, right? Nick Buckley, prevent crime, catch criminals, and restore confidence. Those sound like decent things. He also promises to end rough sleeping in a year. Or I will resign. I mean, that's that's commitment. We've got Stephen Morris, English Democrats. There's there's a few too many English flags here for my liking, so let's skip past that one. Um, we've got Marcus Farmer, who's an independent. As the mayor of Greater Manchester, I'd focus on jobs, freedom and peace. I wasn't aware we were at war, maybe with the rest of the country. Andy Burnham is on about buses. Um... Uh, there's someone, there's, I think this is a Lib Dem, it's quite orange, but I think I will have to cast my vote for someone called Alec Marvel, purely because we share the same name, so that is my rundown of all the candidates in the Greater Manchester local elections this year. You didn't ask, but you're welcome anyway. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Gracie, Bill and Ted, got you covered. It's on Wizard Radio and Doja Cat with Scissor and Kiss Me More was before that. And guess what day it is today? It's the 1st of May. Yeah, that's cool. Bank holiday weekend. Yeah, great. But it's also the International Day of Labour. It's like the, the Workers' Day. How exciting. Um, I don't know why, but the 1st of May is always like the, the day for the workers. So happy Workers' Day to you. Um, that's why we get a bank holiday. But also, um, it's just, I don't know, really. just, just nice, isn't it? Have a day for the workers. Yeah, great. I, I don't know. I'm trying to find little things to celebrate here. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. We're back. Hi. Are you okay? Have you had a nice week? Good. Very good. On today's show... Um, I want to talk about the Oscars, not not the ones that have just gone, the ones in 2022. I think we need to get in there early, just, just bear with me, I'll explain everything after 4 o'clock. I'm going to go a bit Piers Morgan at 10 past 4, just just to warn you, uh, but I think you'll like it. We need to talk about the Captain Tom Moore 100 challenge, I'll give that a go. There's been a huge change that will affect us all. We should fear it. or not, or celebrate it, but I'll tell you what that is at about quarter to four. Um, Socialising, supermarkets, 60 second guide, what's going on? They're all on the show today, so don't move, just stay seated with your headphones on for approximately one hour and 58 minutes and three seconds, and we'll have a nice time. 
Also coming up, music, J Balvin is on the way. Easy Life, Taylor Swift coming up. But first, I must tell you, must tell you, about the best and worst things in the world this week. I'm a fickle human being. My tastes, my likes, my preferences, my dislikes, they do change on a sort of seven-day basis. It's like they refresh every Saturday. And just to keep you up to date with what I'm liking, I kind of list it at the start of the show. So... The first thing, the worst thing in the world this week, which has genuinely saddened me. Um, there's a guy, you probably read about him in the papers, called Noel Clark. He's an actor. He played Mickey in Doctor Who. And there's been this whole massive expose in The Guardian this week that basically says, without going into too many details that could get me into legal trouble, he doesn't sound like a very nice person. Um, he has supposedly done some very not nice things. And I'm just, I'm really sad because I really liked him. Granted, I only actually know about, you know, one of his roles, which is when he was Mickey in Doctor Who uh, 16 years ago. But still, he, he played that role really well. And I'm just, I'm sad. You know when people you like get cancelled, like, and it turns out they're actually really, really terrible people. And you just feel a bit like, oh, I like them. And it's just, it's just like you're disappointed in them. You feel like they've let you down. I feel that way about Noel Clark, and I'm really sad about it. Um, obviously, it goes without saying, huge solidarity and respect for all of the people who have come forward. But it's just, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a sh- shame when people are not who you thought they were. So that's kind of the worst thing in the world this week for me. However, on to more, more uplifting things. The best things in the world this week, one of them is some cake. I had some really good cake this week. Uh, you know how I, I don't really mention it very often, but I do technically have a sort of a secret job, yeah. Well, that someone I work with in my secret job, it was their birthday. There was cake. It was really good. Like, I would say this cake was probably 50% cream, 50% other. But it was really tasty, and it looked really good. And I had a great time, and it was enormous. Uh, it was so enormous that we were able to have cake the following day that was still left over. Oh, what a cake it was. Wow. Well, I I enjoyed that very much. So that is one of the best things in the world this week. Sadly, you can't you can't share that. But in my life, at least, it was a really big, a bl- uh, big uh, plot line. The other best thing in the world this week that you can enjoy because it's much more entertaining is uh, Boris Johnson's phone number and how it turns out he's had the same number for a very long time, and for most of that time, it's been freely available on the internet. I mean, how amazing! And a fair few people had discovered this but it didn't kind of blow up until like thursday when this email newsletter called pop bitch which is great um printed a story about how you can find it on this press release and all of a sudden everybody was like calling it texting it whatsapping it leaving voicemails and how ridiculous that the actual prime minister of the country accidentally put their phone number on the internet and it's just been there for forever and people suddenly discovered it and started calling him i i'm just so here for that so that i think is my favorite thing from this week the best thing in the world this week is everybody who's been calling and texting boris johnson because his phone number is now on the internet his phone must have been unusable from like the second that email newsletter got sent out it was about five o'clock i think it just must have started like vibrating like crazy it probably crashed with the number of like texts and messages that were coming in and I just love the thought of him being sat there totally confused about what's happening and why all these random numbers are calling him. 
before it kind of sunk in. And how would anybody even tell him? It's not like his people could call him and be like, Boris, your phone number's on the internet, because they can't get through. There's loads of other people trying to call him up. I, mean, just, I would have loved to have seen what was going down in Downing Street when all that was kicking off. Incredible. One day, maybe, we'll find out the inside story and it will be brilliant. Until that day, we shall just have to wait. So those are the best and worst things in the world this week. We can now continue with the show. And coming up next, I would, would like to tell you about three supermarkets that I've been to this week. It doesn't sound exciting, but but trust me, it really is. That's coming up to J Balvin and Khalid. This is Otra Noche Sinti on Wizard Radio. J Balvin, Khalid, Otra Noche Sinti on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Um, when I was telling you about Boris Johnson's phone number just then and how it was leaked in an email newsletter, I said the name of the email newsletter and uh, apparently uh, I'm not supposed to say that because it's got a, a rude word and so sorry about that. Um, we'll just call it Pop Fish if we ever refer to it on air again. So that's that. Moving on. Um, I know that the world is reopening somewhat and so this feature would probably be better suited in like April 2020 as opposed to May 2021 but here we are I have for various reasons been to not one not two but three different supermarkets this week all with their own unique and interesting experiences and so I thought you know what let's let's do a review of the three experiences that I've been to in a way you could say I'm comparing some supermarkets I'm comparing the supermarkets. And that means, yes, I've made a jingle. Super. So welcome to comparethesupermarket.com. Let's start off with Sainsbury's. That was the first supermarket I've been to this week. Your classic Sainsbury's. I'm sort of in an area where I'm basically forced to go to Sainsbury's because it's the nearest shop. So... It's the most convenient. It's right around the corner. If I ever need something urgently, Sainsbury's is where I go. You know what you're getting with Sainsbury's. It's, I'd say, kind of a mid, mid-tier mid supermarket in terms of classiness. Prices could be cheaper. You never get a cheap shop at Sainsbury's, which is unfortunate. But the stuff's good. It has a, you know, a lot of stuff you won't get elsewhere. It's got my favourite type of hummus, which is always a bonus. But the downside, like I said, is the price. But also... Plastic bag quality, and I, I, I do try and bring my own bags because, you know, I like the planet, but sometimes they're worn out, you need new bags. I bought some new bags from Sainsbury's, they're rubbish, they split the handles in like one use. No good, not a fan of Sainsbury's uh, plastic bags. I'll give it a, a 5 out of 10, could be better, could be worse. The next supermarket I've been to this week on comparethesupermarket.com, Lidl. I like Lidl a lot more. I think I prefer Aldi, but Lidl, again, is decent. It does the job. It's a lot cheaper. You can get loads of stuff for under 20 quid in Lidl, which I really like. As in, the total is under 20 quid. I'm not buying, like, food items that generally cost more than 20 pounds each. Lidl, you know, good value. Bit chaotic. Mid-Lyle's quite good, but um, a few too many people for my liking, which is a bit of a downside. But it's worth it for the discounts. The only trouble is, with Lidl, the plastic bag quality, even worse. I'm trying to replenish my plastic bags. You know, I I do care about the planet, I promise. But I was cycling to Lidl because it's further away. And I do that thing where, you know, I get a bag and I balance it on the handlebars, which I think is slightly frowned upon. But it's the only way to do it because I can only fit so much in my backpack. 
The bags are rubbish. I'd been on my bike after leaving Lidl. Let's probably say less than a minute when like the bag just dropped completely dropped and it turned out the way they designed their bags i have no idea why they designed their bags like this it's stupid they have the handle and then they've got the bit you know you know like forms when you're supposed to like rip off the bottom of the form and it's a bit like perforated so you can just rip it and it's a nice clean cut they've got that but on a supermarket bag so the rest of the bag just detaches from the handles why would you want that why would that be useful oh my god i just realized i've been to i've been to four supermarkets this week this whole premise is alive. I've been to four because after my Lidl bag breaking incident on a bike, I had to walk back and I didn't go into Lidl this time. I went into a little Tesco and bought another bag off them and that one didn't break. So purely because Tesco saved my life, we'll give Tesco a 10 out of 10. Lidl a 6 out of 10 would be higher if their bag hadn't screwed me over. But finally, now this is very exciting. The fourth and final supermarket I've been to this week. Have you ever heard of Booth's? It's like Waitrose, but you only get them in the Northwest. And honestly, they're so much fancier. If you've ever been in a Waitrose, that, you know, it feels like a classy experience. But booze, oh my word. It's like another world. It feels like this weird little village grocer. Not like a supermarket chain. It makes Waitrose feel like Lidl. But I've never been to a place like it. Incredible. Absolute scenes so expensive but they've got like loads of counters and fresh stuff and they even have an orange juice machine where you can press your own freshly squeezed orange juice rip off but what a wonderful experience an eight out of ten for booths even though the only thing i could afford to buy was just some some juice but a good time was had by all and that my friends is my in-depth review of all four supermarkets i've spent time in this week also known as Super. Easy Life, that was Skeletons, and it's on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Thank you very much for listening. Taylor Swift and Dave are on the way. A big day for me tomorrow, I think. Um, I'm doing something for the first time in a very long time, which is seeing a friend. It's been a while. It's been a long old while, especially for this particular friend. It's my friend Ben. He's a good lad. Um, he made a website about toilet paper in lockdown one and kind of went viral. It was a fun time for him. Um, and I last saw him in August. And he's, he's basically the only person I've seen from home in the last, like, year and a half. It's been a really long time. I saw him in August because sometimes he comes to Manchester where, where I have sort of found myself. And he's back this weekend and he was like, hey, I'm in Manchester. Do you want to get some lunch? And I was like, um, yes, please. I would love to see some of my own actual friends uh, for the first time in like a year and a half so i'm really excited but also this will be like my first time like going out for food i think since you know before this lockdown the last one and also like i said my first time seeing like one of my actual proper real life friends since literally august last year so i'm i'm kind of almost weirdly nervous because it's been so long, I'm just worried I'm like out of practice. What if I've forgotten how to socialize? What if I've forgotten basic social etiquette? What if it's changed? What if socializing, like going for lunch with your friends, what if that's changed since I last did it and no one's told me because it's, it's been a real long time. So they might've just changed the rules and I don't know. And I feel like a lot of people will be having this at the moment. That's like, that's like fear. 
about reintegrating into the world because so much has changed. Mask etiquette, that's a thing. And like, you know, the old awkward fist bump, elbow bump thing. So much stuff that is different to how it was before. But also just the fact that if you don't do something for ages, you will be rusty, you will be a bit out of practice. And so I want to know if anybody else has sort of been, been struggling with this when you've, you've finally been allowed out into the world. Have you remembered how to socialise? Have you got any tips for me? How do you do it? What's changed? If you can help a guy out, it'd be really appreciated. Uh, get in touch with me right now if you have any useful advice to offer me for my first socialising experience since months ago. Uh, 07807 is my number. You can also tweet or DM me to Radio. that's Instagram and Twitter, or email station at wizardradio.co.uk. How, how do you socialise again? How's it gone for you? Have you had any awkward post-lockdown reintegrating situations? Any of that kind of stuff that I can learn from would really like to hear this afternoon. So send that to me, please, right now. 07807 183 538. And we'll get some songs on and then hopefully we can all share our collective wisdom. So let's do that after Dave and this is Taylor Swift, Mr. Perfectly Fine at Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Titanium from Dave on Wizard Radio. Taylor Swift before that. It's Alec Feldman. Afternoon. Coming up, we'll do what's going on before four o'clock. I've got Ian Dior. I've got the new Little Mix song next, which is very exciting. Um, but first, I am going to socialise tomorrow, like properly with someone I haven't seen for ages, for the first time in months. Just for some perspective, the person I'm seeing tomorrow, um, I last saw in August, and that was the last time I saw one of my like actual home friends because I've, I've I've moved cities in the in the pandemic. It's it's a long story. I haven't seen any of my actual friends for such a long time, so I'm very, very excited, um, but also quite nervous because I'm scared I've forgotten how to do it. It's been so long, and it might have changed, and there's all sorts of, you know, new social etiquette dilemmas that have arised, arised, arisen, that's, that's proper English, arisen from this whole pandemic thing. And so I wanted, I don't know, advice, stories, anything really that'll just, you know, help me launch myself back into the world, and Alana has sent me a text. She says, I don't know how I looked anybody in the eyes before uh, because it's actually really difficult. I've been properly struggling with eye contact. It just feels so unnatural and intense to me. Went out with some friends a few weeks ago. And one of my friends was talking to me, looking into my eyes. It made me feel so uncomfortable. I was sat there wondering how I used to speak to people and look them in the eye without even thinking about it because now it's definitely a conscious effort for me and it gives me the worst headache. <laughs> and uh, Wow, it actually gives you a headache. Yeah. That's true, because you don't have to do that on Zoom. Like, you Because people's eyes, you can't really make eye contact. You just look at their general face, because they're a tiny little box on a screen. So, yeah, the art of eye contact is is being lost. Because the thing with eye contact is the more you think about it, the weirder it becomes. Because if you're standing there talking to someone, be like, am I making eye contact? You'll look at them, and sometimes you'll either end up looking away too much, and they'll think you're uncomfortable or you'll just stare really intensely into their soul and they'll feel again uncomfortable so that that is a real challenge the more you think about it the worse it's it's like swallowing if you try to swallow something you can't try and swallow now go on do it you can't can you because you're thinking about it just don't think about it i think the easier it should become 
hopefully I am able to look my friend in the eye when I see him tomorrow. Unless <laughs> unless there's some some horrible thing I've done to him um, that I, you know, feel bad about. But I don't think there is. So I can I can make eye contact. That should be all right. Um, Georgie says, I haven't had much of a struggle socialising with people. Great. I've been back at school for months. That's true. That's an advantage of going to school. Uh, but she says, the other week when I saw friends at the weekend for the first time in ages, I had a bit of a shock. I didn't know what I should wear below the waist. For months, I've either been at home where you wear what you want below the waist. It doesn't really matter. Like, I'd wear PJs or trackies. Or I've been at school where I've got uniform. It took me half an hour to actually pair an outfit together. My fashion sense is right off. And yeah, that is a struggle. I, see, I always quite liked school uniform for that reason. It was just they dictated what you wore. You didn't have to think about it. When I got to sixth form and you could wear your own clothes. Oh, hated it. I missed the uniform. I like. I also liked the fact that your blazer had loads of pockets. That was a, a real advantage. But yeah, no, I feel, I feel that. Um... I don't know. I think for me that won't necessarily be too much of a problem. My wardrobe generally is quite limited. My fashion generally. I wear t-shirts and various different colours of jean. Uh, I've got black ones, I've got grey ones, I've got blue ones. And they kind of sort me out. I think I've got some light blue ones as well. And that generally does the job. Uh, there's no need for excessive numbers of outfit pairs. Just, I've got a t-shirt and I can use whatever jean I think works for that. So... My below the waist, I think, should be okay. But thank you for drawing that one to my attention, Georgie. It's appreciated. Hello to Meg. She says, the whole not touching people thing has been really difficult. Don't get me wrong. I don't usually touch people. But when I'm with my best friends, we're usually all over each other. When we went back to school in January and I saw my friends, I went in to hug someone, then realised it's not socially acceptable anymore. And I didn't know what to do. Elbow bumping, it's really lame. So what am I supposed to do when I see someone? Just stand there and say hi without actually hugging them or anything. It's so weird. Yeah, that I found that like when you go on like walks with people, I, I don't, that, I feel like that doesn't count as proper socialising. But I mean, it kind of does. But it's it's not the same as like going for a meal. When you go on walks, you do just you just like show up and you're like, oh hi, I'm here now. There's no like, hey, great to see you. It's just hello. Shall we go? And that, that is a bit weird, because there's nothing to, like, punctuate it, which is a bit of a challenge. But, yeah, I'm with you on the elbow one, I think. It's lame, and also, it, it's, like, it's not really socially distanced, because you still have to get quite, quite close to someone to elbow bump them. It's not really a COVID-secure greeting. It just means you're not touching the hands, but you're still breathing their air. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the elbow bump either. So the solution is, yeah, just, just standing going, all right, hi, nice to see you. And that's kind of as good as it gets. Uh, Toby's been on as much as I've been loving the world going back to normal. The thing my brain still hasn't got around is right now you just can't be spontaneous. Loads of things are shut. And even though some places are open, you need to book in advance. Last weekend, my friends wanted to go out. We were going to go for dinner. But then we actually couldn't get in anywhere. We ended up getting a takeaway, which is the one thing we didn't want to do. We've been doing that for months. My spontaneity has been cut short by the government. I can't wait to be able to run free again soon. Soon, Toby. Hang on in there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Just keep it up. Keep doing what Chris Whitty says and it'll be fine. But yeah, spontaneity is impossible because even now there are still queues for like everything. Everywhere is full and they're either not taking walk-ins or there's a massive queue for them. Because people are still really excited. It's been like three, two, three weeks 
and people are just buzzing to be allowed to like go to hospitality again especially where i live in manchester right they've been closed since the beginning of november continuously there was no like christmas for any of them so they are rammed and you're right toby it does completely kill spontaneity because book or queue or stay at home which is kind of annoying but you know it's got to be that way stay at home protect the nhs save lives and all that um well, that's not the tagline anymore but you know what i mean yeah this is all very useful useful feedback i'll bear all of this in mind i'll plan my outfit tonight so i don't need to think about that i'll practice making eye contact with i don't know a mirror it'll be fine it'll all be great so thank you very much i'll let you know how i get on this is very exciting. It's the new version of Confetti. Basically, the song already existed, but it had it had a uh, Jesse on it. So they've taken Jesse off. They've put Sweetie on. It's really good. This is the new one from Little Mix on Wizard Radio. Little Mix, Sweetie, and Confetti on Wizard Radio. Fun fact about that song. Um, obviously, they originally released it and it had Jesse on, and then they they got rid of that. But someone tweeted M and E K yesterday, who produced that album being like so um are jesse's like ad libs on the backing vocals still there because it sounds like her and he just replied nope so she's been completely removed off that song read into that what you will but it is quite good little mix confetti and it's on wizard radio alec feldman here what's going on coming up in a few minutes time but first i should warn you about something because change is coming change that will affect all of us and I don't think our lives will ever be the same again. Because one thing that most of us have in common, not not necessarily all of us, but I would say maybe 90% of people have in common, everybody uses Microsoft Office. Whether you're on a Windows, whether you're on a Mac computer, everybody uses Office. Um, when I was at uni, I'd see the same. You get like a free copy, so everyone uses like Word and PowerPoint and stuff. It's like the universal like word processing program. Nobody bothers with anything that's not Microsoft Office Word. It's just, just the way it is. And with that, I guess, position of market dominance, Microsoft have a lot of power, but also a lot of responsibility and a lot of influence. Because think about it, right? When you open up a Word document, what what's there? You've got a blank page and it says Calibri 11. That's like the font and the size. So because Microsoft decided they were going to make Calibri the font and they'd make it size 11, so many people who don't bother to change it just write in Calibri. And Calibri is like the dominant font now in the world. Like the thing I'm looking at now, my like show notes, they're all written in Calibri. Um, everything else I have open on Word, that's all Calibri. Um, I'm looking at like a piece of paper that someone's printed out. That's in Calibri. Calibri is like the dominant font and it's just because Microsoft chose to make that the font and word. And if you're, if you're old um, like me, not that old, and you use like the older versions of Office, you might remember Times New Roman. That used to be the, the font that everybody used and then they changed it. And Times New Roman, you barely ever see that anymore because Microsoft were like, no, we've had enough of this. No more Times New Roman. And now it's like gone extinct. And I think Calibri is about to go the same way because Microsoft are currently like trying out different fonts to put in the next version of Word and they're going to become the like default font when you open it up. So Calibri's days are numbered. They're going to change the font. There are currently five options. They've all got weird names. So um, one of these names in future will become very familiar to you. So 
get used to it. Beerstadt, Grandview, Seaford, Skeena, and Tenorite. One of those, one day, will be as synonymous as Calabrian Times New Roman. I don't know which it will be yet. They're still testing it out. But change is coming, people. They're changing the font on Microsoft Word, and we'll all have to get used to it. And I'm just warning you now, because if, like me, you struggle with change, you're going to need quite a while, quite a long lead-up period to get your head around this idea. But the font, it's changing. Calibri's days are numbered. It's been put on notice. Who knows what the next world-dominating font will be? Only time will tell. What's going on next? First, Ian Dior, Trippy Red, Shots in the Dark on Wizard Radio. Ian Dior, Trippy Red on Wizard Radio. That is Shots in the Dark. Alec Feldman here. Hope all is good this afternoon. I'm on till five. In a bit, I'm going to go a bit Piers Morgan. And also, Tom Moore. Um, remember him? He's set some people some challenges from, from beyond the grave. So, all of that is coming up. But first, it's time for this. What's going on? Every Saturday afternoon, we play a game. It's called What's Going On? And that pretty much sums up how it works. I'm going to play you a little clip of something. Your job is to tell me what you think is going on. There is no prize. It is purely just for our own entertainment. Killed a bit of time. Um, but the catch is the clip is usually kind of confusing. It's either noisy or busy or chaotic. There's something about it. And I just want you to try and explain what you're hearing. You know, create the image of what the visuals look like. I've taken the clip away from the visuals. You just need to tell me what, what you think it actually is. It's very simple. Um, so you send me your suggestion. You don't have to make it accurate, just entertaining. And then I'll read a few and tell you if you're right before five o'clock. Very, very simple. For the first time this afternoon, let's hear today's What's Going On clip. If I didn't know any better, I'd say that was a mass gathering. Did you hear that? There was music. It sounded like there were people, lots of them. That is very, very suspicious. How how on earth could that be happening? What is that? What is going on? Because if that is a mass gathering and I find out, I will be furious. So what, what do you think is happening in that clip? Not a lot to go off. I just want an explanation for who those people are, where they are, why they're doing it, what is the the purpose of it. Any ideas that you can come up with for how that could possibly be justified in a global pandemic for what that sounds like, then let me know. My number is 07807 183 538. You can email me as well if you'd like, station at wizardradio.co.uk and that'll come through to me. Instagram, Twitter, at wizradio. Send me a message, slide into the DMs if you have an explanation. Um, and for any other contact details, they're at wizardradio.co.uk. What do you think is happening in this clip? Crowds and banging music. I'm I'm very concerned. So if you think you've got an explanation for what that could possibly be, then get in touch with me right now and we'll find out the actual answer 
just before the end of the show at five o'clock. In the meantime, lots coming up. Uh, Captain Tom Moore, 100 challenges taking place this weekend. I'm going to give it a go. Piers Morgan, remember him? He used to be on the telly. He's also famous for doing some things with people's answer phones. And I'm going to channel my inner Piers Morgan in about 20 minutes' time. Plus, all-time low coming up. Glass animals coming up. But it is approaching 4pm, so let's get a news update. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio, and that was all-time low with Kids in the Dark. Why am I playing that? Don't know. Felt like it. Glass Animals and Ian Dior with Heat Waves was before that, which I love. And the very good Griff Black Hole is coming up next. I'm Alec Feldman. Um, so, do you, remember, do you remember Sir Captain Tom Moore? About a year ago, maybe just over now, in the first lockdown... Um, he decided, he was 99 years old, he decided that for his 100th birthday, he was going to walk around his garden uh, 100 times to raise money for like the NHS charities during lockdown one. Do you remember lockdown one when we were all like clapping for the NHS and all that kind of stuff? It very much fit into that, that period of the pandemic. And this story completely blew up. And his whole... Um, family like got involved and were talking to the press and people were like loving it people were obsessed with captain tom moore and i think he raised was it three million quid or was it more than that he raised a lot of money um i can't remember exactly how much but it was pretty impressive just by doing these 100 laps of his garden and so that was cool and then he got knighted by the queen he was just a captain then she made him a sir as well as a captain so that was cool and then um he passed away, I think, um, was it the start of this year or the end of last year, which was sad. Um, and this weekend would have been Sir Captain Tom's 101st birthday. Um, and so his family once again have got involved and they want to mark what would have been his 101st birthday by encouraging other people to follow in his footsteps and do do what Sir Captain Tom Moore did when he did his 100 laps of his garden. And they just want people to do stuff a hundred times. So there was someone, it might have been, was it Judy Dench? Who said she'd eat a hundred Maltesers. Um, that's the kind of thing people are signing up to do. You know, which sounds fun. I could eat a hundred Maltesers. That's, that, you know, that's not a challenge. That's a, that's a treat, Judy. I think it's Judy Dench. I might have got that one confused, but I'm pretty sure it's her. Good on her, but, you know, I want to do something a bit harder. Because I want to get involved with this, because I love a challenge. And, you know, I want to I wanna show my respect to, to the big man. So, I was thinking about things I could do a hundred times that would actually be a bit challenging. And also, entertaining on the radio. Because I could sit here and eat a hundred Maltesers quite easily. But that wouldn't really be good, good radio. Because you just hear me going, hmm, 98, hmm, 99, whilst chewing on Maltesers. Not interesting. And I'd probably... I don't know, really damaged my teeth with all the sugar. So I won't do that. Um, I was thinking I could I could clap a hundred times, but that's, again, it's very, you know, suitable for the radio because it's, it's noise, but, again, kind of annoying um, and not that difficult. And so I've decided I won't do something a hundred times. I'll do something once, but I'll do it for 100 seconds. And I've decided for for the purposes of radio and audio entertainment, as well as um, honouring, uh, you know, Tom Moore on what would have been his birthday, 
I'm going to attempt to plank for 100 seconds. Now, I'm not the fittest person in the world. I don't do all that much exercise. I occasionally run, and I very occasionally. I cycle a bit, but that's mostly just because it's useful and I can't afford a car. Um, and my general state of fitness is quite poor. Um, you'd have to dig pretty deep to find anything that vaguely resembles a muscle. So, this should be interesting. Uh, I don't really know why I decided to do this, but you know, it's, it's slightly challenging, but also kind of fun, and might be alright on the radio. So, 100 seconds of planking is coming my way. I don't remember the last time I did a plank, so who knows how this will go. Now obviously, I'll be busy, I'll be busy planking, so I'll need someone to time the planking. And I have entrusted that responsibility to James Gilmore. Hello. Hi. So You're the chief planker. I'm the chief planker. Uh, 100 seconds is 1 minute and 40 seconds. That's a really long time. It, it does sound a bit longer, doesn't it? And yeah. you are going to be planking, just so you know what's going on production-wise, to the music I've chosen. I was thinking, do we go for something that's like a bit tense? Some like tension mm -hmm. or anything like that? No. We're, we're doing it to WAP Cardi B. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Just want right, to let then. you know what's going on here. 100 seconds. 100 seconds. Okay. You ready? Uh, hang on. Let me just, let me just get down. All right. Um, yeah, right. I'm on the ground now. I'm ready. Ready to plank. Okay. Can you still hear me, by the way? I can still hear you. Yep. Great. Okay. Alec Feldman, get in Ow. position. I just banged my elbow. Oh, that's not a great way to start. Tell me when you're in position. I'm in, I'm in, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. I'm up. All right. I'm in the planking position. I've Fantastic. I've identified a potential problem here. What? Um, I've got, I've got a rug on my floor that it's like an owl. Um, and my, my legs are on the owl, but my front half isn't. And it's like a slippery wooden floor. Ah. So my legs might just gradually over the course of this this plank get slightly further and further <laughs> back, causing me to like collapse in the middle. Okay. Um, Alright, well look. As I often say on my shows on Fridays, worse yeah. things have happened to better people. Um okay, sixty seconds. Wait, that's the minute already. That no. Oh. You've got a minute left. Oh, come on. <laughs> Excited then. I'm counting down, not counting up. Oh, why would you do that to me? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing alright actually. Yeah, you feel good? Bit, bit shaky. Okay, 40 seconds. You've now done a minute. Okay. So 40, no, 40 seconds left. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, now 30 seconds left. Oh, brilliant. This is, this is good. This, this is, is how time Tom, works. This is what someone would have wanted. I mean, you planking to WAP, I'm, I think so. Yeah, this is very in his lane. 20 seconds. Oh, God love the NHS. 15. Yes, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get there. 10. Yes. 9. 8. 7. 6. 5. 4. 3. 2. 1. Bam, bam, bam. Yes. Yes! What was that? Was that the, the winner music? That was my... And I beep 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 beep. <laughs> Right, How well, I'm, I'm back up off the floor. The owl really made that a lot harder. 
Well, look, but you did 100 seconds. Now, I will note that to actually participate in this trend properly, you would have to do 100 seconds 100 times. Or I was just, did I just do 100 one-second planks? Well, a one-second plank isn't really a plank, is it? I don't know. Um, uh... But anyway, well done. And good job encouraging people at home to take part in the trend by doing the bare minimum. That's that's what I aim to do. Um, I don't think any money was raised for charity in the process of that either, so it was probably a bit of a waste of time. But you know what? Killed five minutes on the radio, and that's it, what counts. It was a charity case in itself. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right, Griff, I'll get my breath back. This is Black Hole on Wizard Radio. From my 100-second plank for Sir Captain Tom Moore. Uh, that was Griff, Black Hole on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Uh, fundraiser for charity extraordinaire now moving on because like i said at the start of the show one of the best things that's happened this week is boris johnson's personal mobile number sort of being leaked except it wasn't really leaked because it was put on the internet by him quite a long time ago when he was an mp as part of a press release and it's just just been left there forever freely accessible and nobody realised this until it was um, printed. Not his number, just the fact that it existed in the Popfish email newsletter. It's not actually called that, but I got in trouble for saying the real name earlier. So, all of a sudden, everyone was finding Boris Johnson's literal personal phone number, because it hasn't changed in, like, 15 years. And they were texting him, WhatsApping him, calling him, leaving voicemails. Absolute scenes. Um, and it's one of the funniest things that's happened in a very long time. He's probably had to get a new phone now because his old one's just been completely blown up, literally. So that is very entertaining. Um, but I thought I'd go a bit, a bit Piers Morgan now because you know, you know, Piers Morgan. He got in a bit of trouble back in the day from when he was at the Daily Mirror for for doing naughty things with other people's phones. Well, I've had a chat with him and he's told me how he did it. And so what I am going to do now is do that same old trick to try and gain access to Boris Johnson's voicemails. So let's see how it works. Basically, what you do, right, there's a special code you put in and you need to know his phone number to get the code. But now I've got the code. So if I call up his voicemail right now, right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Hopefully I'll get through to his voicemail. Welcome to the Tesco Mobile Voicemail Service. The person you're calling is unable to take your call. Please leave your message after the tone. To record your message again, press hash at any time. Hmm, didn't expect him to be on Tesco Mobile. Right, you have to put in a special code, right? So let's just get that numbers in. Okay, and now hopefully I should be in to his voicemail. Let's let's have a listen to the, the first message. Boris, it's Helen from the other night. Can you um can you call me back when you can? Thanks. Hmm, how intriguing. Someone called Helen from the other night. I wonder what wonder what they got up to. That's, that's weird anyway. Um, let's go on to the next one. Hi Boris, it's Lulu here. Just wanted to talk you through my plans for the flat. I found some stunning curtains. I think it'll come to about 60 grand in total. Call me when you can. Bye. 60 grand flat decoration. Yeah, weird. Wonder whether he went with her in the end. Hope he did call her back. Anyway, uh, next one, please. 
Hi, Boris. Helen again. Um, don't know if you got my last message, uh, but if you could call me back, that would uh, that would be great. Thanks. That Helen's really keen. Oh, I would love to know what she's calling about. Maybe maybe all will become clear. I hope so. But she is very keen. Two voicemails. Anyway, um, next one. Uh, hello, Boris. It's uh, Chris here, uh, Professor Chris Whitty. I hope you are enjoying your bank holiday weekend safely and uh, complying with all the rules. I just wanted to give you a quick ring to ask about that clicker you promised me. Is that is that on the way? For the uh, the slides? Because you said you'd ordered it months ago and it hasn't actually shown up yet. So uh, do get back to me when you can. But uh, if possible, please do pick up next time, please. Was that was that Chris Whitty? It sounded like that was Chris Whitty. Oh, I love the idea that they just, you know, leaving each other voicemails. That's nice. It's, it's good that they're friends outside of the briefing. I thought it was just for TV. But clearly not. Uh, as Chris Whitty himself would say, um, next voicemail, please. Boris, it's Helen. Please call me back. We need to talk quite urgently. Helen again. With increased urgency. So she's not just being, like, a bit needy and keen. There's something, like, they actually urgently need to talk about. Fascinating. Why don't I know more information? Um, let's have a listen to the next one. Hey, Bozza, got got your number off the internet. I thought I'd uh, give you a ring and just say hello. And I wanted to call you an enormous... Well, let's just stop that one. Stop that one there before that goes any further. Let's, um, yeah, no, we don't, we don't need to hear the rest of that one. Um, clearly someone that just found it on the internet and wanted to have a go... Have a bit of a go at him, so that's that's fine. Um, let's, let's have a listen to the next message. It's a girl, Boris. Not that you'd care. See you in court. Oh my God, is that is that Helen? Oh, this is scandalous. Scandalous. Wow. Oh, you see, this is why they used to hack people's voicemails because there's so much gossip that you can find out just by listening to them. I think let's 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 play one more and then maybe I'll. I'll call it quits. Hello, Mr. Johnson. This is Keith Smedley from Redrain Solicitors. I've been contacted by a woman called Helen asking about child support payments. Um, I was wondering whether you could give me any further details about this. Uh, Just call me back when you can. Thank you very much. (sighs) There's a whole soap proper on his voicemail. I think, you know what? I think it's probably for the best that he has now changed his phone number because, wow, that is a lot going on. Wow. So much juicy gossip to be found in people's voicemails. Who knew? Who knew? I'm I'm glad I did that. Right. Coming up next, uh, let's talk about the Oscars. Not not the ones that have just happened, though. The next ones. We'll do that after Lil Huddy and America's Sweetheart on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. That was Lil Huddy, America's Sweetheart. It's Alec Feldman until 5 p.m. Regard is on the way next, so is that huge tune by Lil Nas X, which is really good. Uh, but first, you know, you know how I love the Guardian. I sort of, I have like a a self-loathing about the fact that I love the Guardian. I, you know, I feel like I'm a stereotype sometimes, but I think the Guardian, on the whole, great paper. Sometimes bit up itself, and sometimes just just a bit weird. Uh, last week I was telling you about their guide to a successful picnic, which is not at all useful and this week i've seen something else in there that i've just been like what why 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 are you doing this um you know it was the oscars last weekend and lots of people got awards for stuff and you know good for them i saw an article basically the day after that 
saying like, here are our predictions for the Oscars 2022. And I was wondering, why are you doing this? It was literally yesterday. And you're already trying to predict something that's over a year away. Half of the films that might be nominated haven't even been released yet. What are you doing? Why are you trying to predict that far in advance? It just felt very, very guardian. They're, all, all, they're already like, right, on to the next thing. How can we be ahead of the curve? And I don't really understand why they're trying to predict something this far in advance. But maybe, maybe they're onto something. Let's help them out. I like to be useful on this show. And so I think what we should do this afternoon is try and make some predictions, not just about the Oscars 22, but um, any other kind of awards ceremony that's taking place in 2022. Uh, The BAFTAs, the Brits, the Brits 2021 haven't even happened yet, but let's try and predict next year's Brits. Um, All sorts of award ceremonies happen. Let's just try and predict them over a year in advance i think that'd be really useful for everybody uh, it must be because the guardian suggested doing it so you know what what movies will be up for oscars in 2022 i'm thinking maybe uh, hugh grant stars as um a elderly posh english romantic who falls hopelessly in love with someone um, unattainable. I think that might be up for something. The film could be called, like, um, I don't know, Notting Hill Gate. You know, like the sequel. That that could be a thing. Or maybe DJ Khaled teaming up with uh, Chris Whitty for a musical reimagining of um, Titanic. I think that could do really well. But... You know, who am I to make these kind of wild predictions? I want your help if you can. 07807 183 538 is my number. What is going to be nominated for awards? Maybe in the music world, something might get a Brit. Perhaps a duet between Ella Henderson and Honey G. I would really like to hear. Maybe that'll be Best British Single 2022. Any wild predictions, completely welcome. You do have to kind of invent invent the thing that might be nominated for an award first because obviously it's in the future it doesn't exist yet but if you're right imagine how impressed everybody you know will be if you'll be like yep i knew that would happen i called that way back in may 2021 so what what are the future award winners oscars brits baftas any of that kind of stuff what will be winning not not this year but in 2022 or even further in 2032 in 2050 what will we be enjoying at the cinema and in music and on the telly that will be nominated for awards any kind of prediction i'll get it down in my book of predictions and then when the time comes we will see if you're actually right 07807 183 538 is my number station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address or you can slide into the dms on at wizradio twitter instagram that is our name Make some predictions, you get them in. In the meantime, I'll play you this new song by Troy Sivan Tate McRae and Regard, who had quite a big song last year with Ride It. And now they're back. But, you know, DJs, they're always like anonymous types. Nobody knows anything about them. That's where I come in. I've done my research, so I can now tell you lots of interesting and factually accurate things about Regard. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. 
Regard is a DJ born in the former Republic of Yugoslavia, which is now Kosovo. Many people born in that region at the time were named Tony Blair, and he is no different because he led what was for many a life-saving military intervention. So his real name is Tony Blair Regard, and like many DJs, it's only a part-time endeavour. Before the pandemic, he DJed regularly in clubs in Pristina on Friday and Saturday nights, but in the week, he's a paramedic and ambulance driver. He even borrows the flashing lights from his ambulance to use at his gigs. If you're unlucky enough to end up in the back of his rave ambulance, you'll find a fully stocked minibar and his own music on the orcs to get his patients to hospital in style. Plus, instead of a siren, it has an air horn. Regards something of a local legend in his hometown, and he regularly gets stopped in the streets and at restaurants by people asking if he has brought the rave ambulance, and even if they can ride it. And that's what inspired the song, Ride It, which is his biggest hit to date. And that is Regard in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Some satanic goodness, courtesy of Lil Nas X. That is Montero. And regards, Troy Sivan, Tate McRae were before that. The song was called You. Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio. Miles is on at five. Me until then, playing 21 Pilots and Justin Bieber before I go. Uh, we'll find out what was going on and what's going on as well before the end of the show. But first, let's get back to the very difficult matter of predicting the Oscars in 2022 even though we've only just had the Oscars in 2021 but you know why think about the past why dwell on the past when you can just move on and start thinking about the future Um, that's what the Guardian newspaper did they did an article I think the day after the Oscars trying to predict what the next year's winners will be so I was like you know what let's jump on board Let's try and predict award winners years into the future, even though, you know, we have no idea what they will have done in the future. So we'll we'll just have to make some pretty outlandish predictions, but we'll see where we end up. Um, I think I predicted a Brits win for an Ella Henderson Honey G duet next year. Um, All the best of luck to them. And also... uh, snub it's only a prediction but benny has sent a tip in and he says i know the brits haven't even happened in 2020 yet but i know who's going to win best single at the brits in 2022 you know this whole drive i think it is surely best single will have to go to the huge collaboration between olivia rodrigo joshua bassett and sabrina carpenter it's the only thing that makes sense and it'll be much better than that rubbish Coldplay Chainsmokers song that happened a couple of years ago that nobody cared about. Hey, I will not hear a word against something just like this. It was a tune. Um, but that, that's an interesting shout. Is that is that particular? And we have temporarily lost Alec. Let me, um, who knows what's happened there. Um, we've lost you. Welcome to live radio here on Wizard Radio Station. Very strange. We have lost Alec. Um, I think maybe, maybe let's play a, a short song, a short, a short tiff. If we must. Uh, this is Ashniko with Slumber Party. We'll be back with hopefully Alec after this. I'm not shy, I'll say it. I've been picturing you naked. 
Well, that was a very short song. Thank you, Ash and Eco, for passing those 10 seconds. Alec Feldman, you're back. I can't believe I was so rudely cut off like that. Um, how how very rude of Ash and Eco to do that. I mean, but... if anything, Alec, it was very... It's actually very in the spirit of the Brits, like when they cut That's off Adele. So... That's true. Well, like, we are very similar. Maybe uh, we should go, go back to the start of Benny's message, I think. The start of Benny's message? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that was ages ago. Right, okay. Benny. Benny sent the message in. I've already read it once, but I don't think you heard any of it. That's a shame. Um, it says, I know the Brits haven't happened yet this year. I think I know who's going to win best British single at the Brits in 2022. Uh, the whole driver's license thing is just a, a marketing stunt. Like I think it is. Surely best single will have to go to the huge collaboration between Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter. It's the only thing that makes sense. It'll be way better than that rubbish Coldplay Chainsmokers song that happened a couple of years ago and nobody cared about. Hey, Benny, 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 Benny. I will not hear a word against something just like this. That is a tune, for one thing. But for another, you know, that that doesn't seem completely ridiculous as an idea that Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter might do a song together. Like, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I might actually put at least 50p on that. That could happen. Um, but the next lot of Brits, after the current lot of Brits that's happening in like two weeks' time. But, you know, that aside, I think we're onto a winner there. Nice one, Benny. Didn't I do a good job of sounding like I'd never read that before? Oh, a brilliant actor. I could be winning at the BAFTAs next year. Um, speaking of BAFTAs, Ollie has a prediction. He says, I think no awards will be handed out next year. I think it will be the reverse. The awards show will just involve everyone who's ever won a BAFTA in the past giving their award back because nobody can be trusted. The enjoyment will be the people who don't willingly give theirs back. So we'll see Helen Mirren chasing actors to take their award away from them. What a good idea. The reverse BAFTAs. I mean, I think, yeah, you make a good point. Um, after, you know, the really, really disappointing news that Noel Clark, who got a BAFTA um, days before being outed as a, a terrible human being, allegedly. Um, yeah, maybe they should just take BAFTAs off everyone just to be on the safe side. Yeah. I suppose that would also help prevent future disappointment because, I, like I said at the start of the show, really disappointed in Noel Clark. So, I guess if we take the BAFTAs off everybody, there's no problem. Nobody can let us down anymore. Great idea, Ollie. Um, I'm looking forward to Helen Mirren chasing people to get their BAFTAs off them in 2022. Bring it on. Uh, Danielle says, I was reading about the winners at the Oscars. I don't even know any of the films. There are all these, like, indie small films I don't think anyone will watch. Why did no Marvel film win? I don't know any of these films. I think the best film at the Oscars next year will be some indie film that nobody will watch called Caravan Woman. Um, you know what? You say you say there'll be some random film called Caravan Woman, but uh, my friend, my friend who I used to live with, who was the only other boy that I, I lived with back in the day, in like second year of uni, he made a film about, it wasn't a woman, it was two men who uh, lived in a caravan in a field and went alien spotting, so... They could be winning a, an Oscar next year. I wouldn't be completely surprised. And that's a really good suggestion, yeah. My friend, my friend's film about the people in the caravan who like aliens. Great, that will be a future Oscar win. And Harry says, The winner of Crufts 2022 will be a dog called Peaches, named after the Justin Bieber song. 
I think that dog has actually just been born and is going straight into training. Well, I can't wait for Crufts 2022. That's the real big award show. That's the one everyone's really waiting for. Okie dokie, we'll do what's going on very quickly in a second, but first, 21 Pilots Shy Away is on Wizard Radio right now. The new 21 Pilots song, Shy Away, is on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman, and now it is time to conclude what's going on. Before the news at four o'clock, I played you a little clip of something that was happening, and I'd taken it, I'd removed it from all context. All you have to do is try and work out what what is actually happening in the clip. If there was a video, what would the video be showing? And this is what it sounded like this week. Now that is in many ways very concerning. It sounds like there's loud dance music and lots of people having a nice time is that, is that a mass gathering is that a super spreader event what could possibly be going on there um your suggestions have been coming in thick and fast let's go through a few of them anna says this is really confusing it sounds like a party but then there's that drilling sound at the start which is really throwing me off it makes me think that you know how builders they've always got radios with them that are covered in paint and they have the music blaring out whilst they do their work Maybe this clip is a video of a building site. All the builders are dancing to some dance song that's playing out of their paint-splattered portable radio. That's a good suggestion. Um, I didn't actually hear this drilling sound. I must not have been listening closely enough. Um, But it could be that, although I don't know if that's really builder music. Builders generally listen to, like, dad rock, don't they? Builders love a bit of absolute radio. I'm not sure that is necessarily a a builder vibe. Um, but it's a good suggestion. It's not. It's not correct because I do actually know the answer. It's not that um, there are no build. Well, there might be builders, but they're not specifically and exclusively builders. So a nice guess from Anna, but incorrect. Ellie says the sound at the very beginning of the clip. It sounds like a school alarm, like a fire alarm, not the alarm that plays when it's like time for break. You know the ones that are actually electronic. It's like a sound that someone at the school chooses. It's gonna be the school's alarm. And then maybe that's what the sound is. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Someone has modified the school fire alarm. So at the beginning it sounds like a bell. But then it plays dance music instead of a normal alarm. Um, So Ellie is saying it's a digital school bell. I suppose that would explain why there's a mass gathering. It could be an assembly. And that's why there's so many people there. At least it sounds like there's a lot of people there. Although again, I'm I'm not hearing this alarm thing. Am I? Is everybody else hearing it? And I'm not possibly but i don't it's not a school bell it's definitely not a school bell um and someone has actually got it right this week which is very novel because normally on uh, this game people don't get the answer right and that's kind of the fun of it someone actually has this week so big well done to robbie he says i saw this on tiktok i don't remember where it happened but this was the first actual real life legal rave that happened post pandemic because the government is testing live events again I think this is a clip of people in the crowd at the rave having a great time. Feel special, which is weird because these literally used to happen every week pre-pandemic. I know, Robbie. I used to be at them all the time. Oh, I love them. I really miss them. Yeah, that's me. Love, love the rave. That wasn't very convincing, but Robbie is correct. This is this is the actual the first allowed mass gathering that we've had in the UK since before COVID. It happened in Liverpool. 
and the government are just trying to test it out to see if it's safe, to see if anybody catches COVID and it turns into a super spreader event. So that is quite cool, and that is what's going on this week. It is a super spreader mass gathering, but it's allowed, so it's all fine, and we'll see whether or not it works. So well done, Robbie. You actually you actually know what's happening. So congratulations, you are the worthy winner of what's going on this week. You don't get a prize. You just you just know that you got it right. And that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. If you missed any of it and you want to hear it again, would recommend a listen back to um, Boris Johnson's voicemails. Alec Feldman, the podcast, is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere, really. And that's where you can catch up. So I'll see you next week. Friday, by the way, 3pm. Don't forget the weekly mixtape. That's always a good time. And Miles Mikulski is coming up on Wizard Radio next. Justin Bieber, Peaches, last one from me today. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Yeah.